Oh, that oh, that be. reminds me. Miami has a yacht club. The the track at Miami, they built a false lake and brought yachts in. I think that's in. amazing. They that's built a amazing. fake lake. They they built like a a small yeah, a swimming little, pool. like like a swimming pool and put yachts in it right that's next awesome. to the track. How do you fit so cool. sw- yachts in a swimming pool? You build the swimming pool big enough that it has can fit a yacht or it's like yachts. six or they're small yachts. I don't know. Why do they do that? Uh, I'm starting this thing. We're just gonna wing it, guys. Monaco. Uh, hello and welcome oh, to Eraser cringe. Unnamed Podcast. I'm Parker Kligerman. You know everything about me. Joined by Mr. Race Control himself, Joshua Mendoza, and the guy who couldn't come up with a single word to tell Blake McCandless to te- say in the eNASCAR broadcast. AJ Henderson, the controller king. Let's start this thing. Wow. What am I gonna get to the intro? I listen to things when I go on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I got some pent up things that need to get figured out. I'm tired of the slandering in every intro. Before we go any further, I just wanna say uh tomorrow. My YouTube show, In the Wall, comes back on Motorsports NBC YouTube page, which is not true. It'll actually be out Today. on Thursday. Oh. Yeah, actually. So, no, yeah, it comes out tomorrow after you're listening to this. That's right. Yes. So, it will be out on Thursday, recorded on Wednesday for the first time. If you're listening to this on Thursday, years. it comes out today. And if, if you're listening to this on, on Friday, Friday, it came out yesterday. Oh, if you're listening to this in 2028, it came out <laughs> six years ago. It came I just out to get on... that news. I had to get that it's news perfect. out at the top because I'm just excited and um, I want to get people involved. I want to get a spot in our discord. I want to get eraser involved in it. I want to, I want to blow it up. That's the fun thing. And we can, uh, we can make it big. So let's do it. I love it. Yeah. I, love it. Um, awesome. I want to, uh, I just want to say right now, if you're considering the eraser podcast for an award, we promise we won't come up and slap your host on stage when we get our award. <laughs> I just I want to put that out there. <laughs> I think that this we should make that our thing. What a so on trend. We never go on trend like that. Well done, Josh. I'm gonna say well done. That was that was impressive. That was really impressive. I might steal that joke, actually. For tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> Wait, was Chris Rock actually the host? I thought he was just like. I a think he was producer. entertainment or something. I don't know. It was he was yeah. up there doing host things. So, oh. fun fact: AJ has never accepted an award without slapping the host. It's true. That's that's factually correct, honestly. Because I've never won an award. So. He's never accepted an award without slapping the host. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Parker is, uh, in other words, Parker's going to space by the look of your hoodie, your sweatshirt. Oh yeah, you like my NASA shirt? I, I wore like this it. on in the wall. I wore it. Yeah, it's a great shirt. It's a really cool shirt. Um, I don't wear it enough, but it's white, so you can only wear it so much before you ruin it. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I keep it clean. Um, I can are, go get my. Those are watching on video. I'm wearing a NASA sweatshirt. So there you go. I can get my SpaceX shirt on if you want. We can make this fully space themed. What about me? I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. Oh. Do you have a Boeing shirt? No. Okay. Who has a Boeing shirt? <laughs> All right. Putting this shirt. aside. Of course you do. Guys, 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 guys. Slow down here. Uh, huge so weekend of racing over once again. Yeah, huge weekend of racing. Um, let's start on the other side of the world in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Jeddah, to be exact, for the Formula One race. Race number two of 2022. 
Um, but before, I guess, or after practice, I, I was very occupied um, when all this went down, you want, Josh. You, you want me to explain Can what happened? you give us the spark notes on what occurred over there? Yes, please. Yeah. So um, I think it was after free practice one. Or no, oh. in the middle of free practice. Oh, what? Oh, oh. What? There was things that happened a couple days before as well. I, okay. Well, apparently AJ knows more on this story than he's got the inside scoop. Well, I just, okay. Okay. When Parker said that you were going to give the spark notes, I figured you knew all the spark notes. Okay. But obviously you don't know all the spark notes. This is clearly going <laughs> longer than Parker wanted it to already. So go. I okay. Okay. Too long. There was, there was the missile thingy. Uh, uh-huh. And that happened a couple days before they got there and there were already concerns about it. Okay. And then during free practice and then, okay, now take it away. All right. During free practice one, Aramco uh, was a major sponsor of Formula One. They had a fuel facility about seven miles from the track that got hit by a missile and started a large fire during free practice one. Um, There was assurances by the Saudi Arabian government that everyone would be safe. They went out and did free practice two. It seemed like things were just going to go on as normal. Following free practice two, the drivers went to race control and seemed to had like a, a, a holdout or a sit out until about 2.30 in the morning. And then at that point, things continued as normal. The rest of the weekend proceeded as normal. No further attacks that I at least remember seeing happened. And then uh, today, uh, Tuesday, they had just come out and announced that the driver, uh, the Grand Prix Drivers Association wants more input on where they race in the future. There you go. Spark notes mm. of the political yeah. side of what happened at the Formula One Grand uh, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix over the weekend. Um, awesome. So, with that out of the way, and obviously interesting situation, um, on the racing side of things, quite an interesting weekend. We had Mick Schumacher, who unfortunately crashed in a heavy crash in qualifying. Yes. Was count, you know not allowed to race. Um or or I guess they decided not to race, whatever that was. Yeah, I think then, it was a parts thing. Yeah, they just didn't want to risk the car anymore. Plus, um, you know. And in practices, I thought the most, one of the more interesting things that came out of that also was on the racing side, uh, Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen complaining about their fitness level, <laughs> just saying, like, that place is so damn fast, their necks were being ripped off. And during qualifying, Kevin Magnussen said he would have qualified in the top five, but his neck couldn't hold up. And so he had to go into the race as we move forward to the race. Um, also Perez got the pole. That was pretty cool. He goes in the race. He had first career pole. Yeah. First career pole. What, how many starts? Uh, I don't know, but it's his, it was the race was the 11th anniversary of his first start. So a couple hundred, one, one, one. Yeah. There's a lot of numerology there. Well, Mm -hmm. never give up kids. Um, and then he, uh, what do you call it? They, Kevin Magnuson had to tape up his whole like neck to go into the race, which I thought was crazy. So that was wild. Um, and guys, we got in the race, and it once again became a Red Bull versus Ferrari Royale. Uh, that uh, yeah, that really is the best way to describe it. You know, almost like a a similar thing to what we saw in Bahrain, and uh, Red Bull came out on top. So this is this they is did. a championship that looks that looks very early on looks very competitive between these two mighty teams. It it does. There was um there was a couple of things that happened slightly before the race started. 
Uh, the entire wiring loom got replaced on Carlos Sainz Ferrari, um, and they almost had to do a pit lane start. So a little bit curious what they found so late that they had to do that. Um, and then Yuki Sonoda, the only Red Bull to finish last week, was unable to start this week due to engine issues. So classic. Um, I guess all four of those uh, engines, I assume they ran the same engine as they did last week have now all expired in one way, shape, or form um, from the Bahrain Grand Prix. So, yeah, there you go. That Those were a couple of things. Uh, and then Nicholas Latifi wrecked twice over the course of the weekend. So, once in qualifying during Q2 and during the race. Also classic. And he was the reason why Sergio Perez did not end up with the lead during the mid-race pit cycle. Mm. The, uh, the Alpines battled it out. Like mm-hmm. for like half the race. So that's pretty cool. Before yep. Fernando's car yep. broke. Um, yep. What about that one lap where three cars broke all at once? All yes. from different teams. Danny Ricardo, Valtteri Bottas, uh, Fernando Alonso. I think somebody else all just quit. Too. Basically. Yeah. yeah all maybe they had sugar in, their, sugar in their fuel tank. No. Ooh, conspiracy. Ooh. That's mm. uh, just saying that's a tasty vocal. conspiracy right there. Look into vocal? it, FIA. What are they yeah. doing? Look into it. Look, yeah, we're not we're not saying, but we're saying aliens. Which team is sponsored by a sugar company? Start yep. there. Aliens. Boom. Or aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the saying aliens. aliens. The alien, the aliens <laughs> really don't like the, the McLarens and the Alpines. <laughs> Thank you, Parker. A Mr. NASA yep. t-shirt. Thank you for bringing this oh, right okay. just I gotta squarely bring it, to outer space. I, I just want us, I don't want any possibility to go uncovered. You know, that could be a possibility. Just putting it out there. Yeah, you know, there, it's so. not a 0% chance. Okay. Yeah. Formula 2. Did you hear about the controversy in Formula 2, Parker? Oh, I did go. not. What happened over there? Okay, so there was a safety car that came out in the middle of the race with an incident that happened near the entrance of pit lane. Um, they decided that they told all the drivers that they were going to pace through pit lane instead of on the front stretch. Oh, um, I heard, yeah, yeah, they, that's right. They then changed their mind, <laughs> but the leader was confused because he didn't know what was, or no, they didn't, they didn't announce that they changed their mind. They just closed pit lane entrance. So then the leader asked, Hey, are we going down pit lane? And the race director confirmed that they were. And then they asked again and he confirmed again. Or she uh, confirmed again, and then um, they got a penalty, a 10-second time penalty for pitting through a closed pit. So, and it was he was the only one that went down there. So, mm. don't do that if you're if you're an up and coming aspiring race controller. Don't do that. That's uh, that is no my bueno. Josh tip for the day. So, no bueno, guys. Um, continuing on the F1 thing, I think. That's all that stuck out to me. I mean, it was a competitive race. Obviously, there's a discussion coming out of this of DRS and then sort of playing the DRS games, right? You had guys who let, ah, let them let someone buy into the final corner because they knew they'd have DRS down the you know down the front straightaway. To be honest, I'm in the same opinion of it's like, hey, if you're gonna you know if you're gonna have DRS, then you're gonna have something like that occur at times. They've always done that. Not yeah. yeah, and so it's like they've always done it. I. I don't hate it because passing's better than no passing. And I was 
a big fan of F1 in an era that didn't have DRS and the cars never passed each other and it was really hard to watch at times. So I will uh, I will take passing over no passing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm absolutely okay. with you. That uh, I love it. We're all agree about all three test. of us yeah. agree. Yeah. Wow, that's a new one. Like if, we had a, if we had sound effects, we'd be like, woo. You know. Yeah. Can you put the Wii Sports? Oh, okay. oh there we go. <laughs> there you go. We get, like, the Wii that's Sports like clapping. That was like baseball. Uh, that's that's the only other like sound effect up. that I haven't deleted from the default sound effects. So that was um, useless. Jeez. Well, if we're good in F1, then uh, be sure. I saw F1 Breakfast was bumping again. I wasn't able to be there, unfortunately, but I was still in Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, I was also, you know, basically a corpse on Sunday. So, um, and that's well, not even an understatement. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. a, like the living dead. So, um, but before we move join. on, you didn't get to join. No. Are you going to be able to make it for the next race? <laughs> I think so. What is, what is really? Where, where I think we, it's where, the weekend of Martinsville, I think. It's, well, yes. I'm, okay. So I'm racing trucks Thursday, in Martinsville. But the other problem I have is I am now hosting MotoGP. And so I actually have to, this next race in, for Argentina and the, and then Coda is that weekend, I believe, right? Is the American MotoGP race. Um, I'm actually hosting it live in the studio. So Sunday morning. Oh. Well, yeah. oh, so you probably won't be able to make it then. You probably won't be able to make it. 1 a.m. on Sunday. Oh, on wow. Sunday night. Well, then I'll make it. No, 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 no. No, Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yeah. 1 a.m. Yeah, I'll make so it. Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday night. Sunday. Yeah. Then I'll maybe. Oh, I'll so you're going to make it. Okay. Yeah. He's just going to all night it. All night it. There you go. Wow. I like it. Well, I'll watch Great. that. I'll go to sleep for a couple hours and then I'll go host MotoGP in America. There you, you know? Go. You know, why not? Wow. That easy. It is. Okay. I'm just all motorsports, baby. I'm, I'm you are. Right. You're waking up. You just you woke up and chose I, motorsports. I actually said to someone, now that I do this MotoGP thing, Dakar, race NASCAR, do NASCAR TV. Now that in wall, is there anyone who touch like? There might not be anyone in the United States or the world that has more touch points of motorsports. That is a statement, ladies and gentlemen. Parker uh, you, has just you, made it. Also, didn't bring up the Eraser podcast or Eraser podcast, Eraser breakfast. There's just I mean, not a part. There's not no. a part. No, I'm just saying. There's literally the three most important parts of your yeah. professional career. I'm just E-Racer. saying. It's very interesting. I don't know if someone's listening out there and they know someone who does more in uh, with all forms of motorsports. Oh, and I do IMSA sports car racing, so Le Mans. And that's I would think maybe somebody who's like a writer for like an, an article, but probably not at the level you are. You know, yeah, it's interesting. You got that clout. You got that. You got that racing clout. You are the no? you are the Ross Chastain of motorsports <laughs> broadcasts. <laughs> yeah, who did you who did you uh, who did you send to the shadow realm them. to take their job? <laughs> What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing <more about> <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that at the Melon Man. <laughs> I am furious. We should probably talk about NASCAR then, I guess. Probably yeah, let's, well, let's, let's get a recap of. So let's put let's everyone a recap aside. of your weekend. Well, yeah, I I was very much in the NASCAR world this weekend. Um, so on Tuesday afternoon, as you guys remember, last week I got a call uh, asking me to come drive an Xfinity car for uh, Gase Emerling Motorsports, which is Joey Gase's deal and Patrick Emerling. Um, and you know, I don't normally. 
for years I hadn't always done that thing, but they had a pretty good situation and I was already there and I thought a road course, hell yeah, I'm in what, you know, let's do it. And part of the reason I got calls that they were 31st in owner's points and there was like 44 cars or something. And so they had to qualify on time. Um, and then my truck also technically had to qualify in time. So, you know, basically not locked in in either vehicle. And I got down there. I, I went down early on Wednesday, got to check out Corman, uh, Bitcoin mining facility down or in West Texas, about five hours west of uh, Austin, which is a company I got to invest into a couple years ago, which was cool. Um, spent some time with them and then went to the track on Friday, hopped in the truck. You get 20 minutes of practice. So I got two laps or three laps. We were top five, I think. And then um, went to qualifying, thought we had a shot at the pole. We made it to the second round um, and then qualified fourth, I guess, fourth or fifth, something like that. Fourth. So fourth, yeah. And we were only, now I think we could have gotten the P2 because I made a little mistake on our lap, but getting to Sheldon, he threw down a 14.9 and I was like a 15.6 and I was like, damn, that is, I walked up to him. I was like, dude, where the hell did that come from? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I had that in me, but um really solid for our small team we got in the race we got to second past kyle bush i can say i passed kyle bush this weekend then he repassed me back so didn't count the line but technically on track i passed him outbraked him in turn 11 just gonna say i outbraked kyle bush one more time wow okay you were a leader of a nascar truck series race at a road course at a road course for a couple thousand feet and then, well, I did eventually lead a lap when he pitted before us by a lap. But then um, we got into the race. I felt like we were easily the top three truck. We My cool suit failed, so it was a bajillion million degrees. And, um, well, I'm forgetting the Xfinity car qualified. You qualified 11th. Yeah, but I want to add in that that was crazy because I hopped in. I'd never sat in that car till the morning of. I was using Jeffrey Earnhardt's seat insert. And I um, hopped in that thing in practice and I went like kind of, I think we were top 15 and then um, like 14th or something in practice, but you only get two laps. So thankfully the truck helped a ton. Then we go out to qualify and I do my lap and we're just going to do one lap, lock it in the show and be done. And they're like, Hey, that's a two fifteen eight. You're P like four. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like where the hell did that come from? And then we almost yeah, made it the second this- round. Yeah, we always made it the second round. I was actually damn. I was like, damn, I had more in me. I just put in a banker lap. I didn't even. I, think, I was like, I think this would be a pretty solid lap. So um, I was like, damn, I'm on it. Let's go, baby. So we go to the truck race the next day. Cool suit fails. Running the top five the whole time. Thought we had a shot to win. We are coming off on the final restart because there's a bajillion overtime restarts, and the truck started stumbling for fuel. So the 38 got by me. Then they all wreck each other. Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, and Friesen wreck each other into turn 11, and 38 takes the lead. I'd go to second for a second, but we were struggling for fuel, and we should have been where the 38 was. Then we go down to turn 12 and eventually get wrecked by the 42, which Carson sent me an apology text, which was nice. Um, so we finished 19th in that. Devastating, really devastating, but I lost a lot of sweat. Two and a half hour race, really hot. Hop out. I got 20 minutes to go to the Xfinity car for intros. So they didn't give me any extension at all. And so my girlfriend and some friends were helping me with my gear and they were going to bring it to the Xfinity stuff. And I was like pounding water. I had a banana and I'm like dumping water on myself because I'm so damn hot. 
And I'm thinking like, how the hell am I going to go do a whole Xfinity race now? <laughs> I am destroyed. It's like 90 degrees out here. And the only other guy who was supposed to do the double was Sheldon Creed and his truck broke a lap too. So I was like, I'm the only guy doing it. And I'm not even a full-time guy. Like, how does this work? So we go in the race and uh, my first two laps, my arms literally locked up into claws cramping. And I thought I was going to crash, but lost a couple of positions, then got them opened up and drove to finish fourth in the stage. So that was cool. You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep telling us about what happened. I mean, that was, uh, it was a fun race. <laughs> that was. So we got uh, we had a solid day. We started to lose the rear brakes pretty early on, um, but we got that them stage points, which was huge in the first stage. And then in the second stage, we decided to pit before. Um, and then I think we were easily a top 10 car. We just started to lose the rear brakes towards the end of the race, and I couldn't hold everyone off on the late race restarts that well. Um, there was a little bit of contact. I got to run beside landing for a couple corners which was hilarious we were both laughing we ran side by side for for like three corners and i was nice then he got me and i was like damn that was fun uh we were laughing about it afterwards and then um oh i did have one big mistake on the day guys let's hear it i flat out wrecked daniel hemrick (laughs) i mean like like punted him and spun him in the final corner and completely by mistake, I felt terrible. So my rear brakes were going Moffat was right on my tail. We're coming out of turn 19 and you like go out and then back in. And I, I wouldn't normally break on the curb there to the right, but for whatever reason, I felt like, ah, I'm just going to do it because Moffat's so close to me. And I feel like if I hold him off, you know, I'd run around Hemrick a lot, a lot through the race. I felt like we were a little better than him, maybe on the long run. So I was like, I just need to stay with him. I hit the brake and the car just like gets sideways, locks up, and there I go, just boom, right into Daniel Hemrick's left rear, spin him out. Felt terrible. Um, ruined his day. Totally ruined his day. So I sent him a message. He was nice about it, but I, I'm sure if I'm racing Daniel Hemrick at some point in the future, I probably owned one. Um, and yeah, then we got you, to you, late in the look, race. What? I think there's, you got to remind, you just wrecked the defending Xfinity Series champion. Oh, yeah, so, just totally took I him mean, out. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah, you have wiped him out. Wiped him out. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna be the reason he's no longer a defending series champion now. That was the day he was gonna win. No. I don't think he was gonna win that day. So um, <laughs> but didn't go well. It's no, very interesting. It seemed like that car had a lot of speed. Car yeah, so in. the team they did a great we run job around those kinds of cars. Yeah, when we were I mean, we were a solid top ten car, and I was surprised. You know, we when I got past my cramping at the beginning, um, then I started to sort of pass through the drive through the field and we just had great grip. We could keep rear drive in it. It had a Joe Gibbs motor in it, lease motor. So that was awesome. Uh, it is an ex Joe Gibbs car. So I think it was like a 2019 or 2018 X Joe Gibbs car. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, and you know, I thought the guys did a great job setting it up and, you know, solid. I think if we really, if we had brakes, we would easily have run the top 10 and, and maybe been a threat for the top five. So it was that great. They didn't have uh, the pit road speed limiter set, so I had to do it the old-fashioned way with the uh, you know the lights. So I had to do it with the RPM, which was interesting. Um, and wait, yeah. what? Well, you know, you have lights on the tacks, lights on the tacks. Yeah, and we don't. You just they just didn't have it set, so I had to do it just like off the needle on the RPM, which is tough. Oh, the got needles it. don't okay. do a great job of saying, staying there. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. saying that you were you were. You, they didn't have a pit road speed limiter, and I'm like, wait, what? Wait, this what? Is news what? To me. That's illegal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah not right. That. 
<laughs> do you think you're gonna get, um, you think you're gonna get more calls in the future for more road course ringing because you're apparently now the road course ringer you know i always thought i should have but i never did so hope maybe this uh opens people's eyes because we end up getting them 12th place finish which is their best finish um and i felt like yeah i did a you know between the two of them i put in uh, about five hours basically on a 90 degree day at a road course in stock cars, which to give you some sort of comparison that, that, um, that cup race felt really long. I think it was three hours and 15 minutes or something. So I basically went two hours longer than the cup race and, um, had a solid two, two races. So maybe what was your, what were your, uh, your whoop stats? So that was insane. I had almost 6,000 calories burned between the two races. And I had a, a, Average heart rate of 144 for seven and a half hours. That's great. And a crazy. peak heart rate of 177. Yeah. Well, Parker, you're you're not an athlete. You know that, right? Well, I didn't yeah, think according I was. To, according to Charles Barkley, uh, you're not an athlete. So, so I mean, yeah. you don't know what it's yeah. like for a high intensity workout. <laughs> you don't I don't know if Charles Barkley has done that, but it, it seems but like something. Here's the thing say. I couldn't go run for seven and a half hours at 144 heart rates. I don't know what my body was like, what sort of zone it entered, but all I can tell you is that night I was dead, even though we went and had some drinks. Uh, and then Sunday, I just felt awful. So, Terrible. I um, I'm just imagining you sitting in the car, looking like you were at the end of the Petit Le Mans, just going, "Can this yep. be over? Can this be over?" <laughs> the worst thing was I wasn't that bad, you know. Like once I got Pedialyte in the Xfinity car, by the end of the race, if we had brakes, like I wanted to drive through the field so bad, and like I, I the 48 got me, and like a couple cars we beat all day got me at the end. The 31, he did, Myatt Snyder did a good job. He drove up to six. And like, we were outrunning those guys all day. We just didn't have the car there at the end. And I was so disappointed because I was like, I, we could beat these guys. So I was like, give me another restart, <laughs> which would have been psychotic. I've to, so I've come to realize that the NASCAR garage is addicted to Pedialyte. Everybody yep. has it. It's everywhere. Yep. We, we were at Road America last year and we we're hanging with, uh, George Bow fans, who's a tire changer. Um, and like I said something about being thirsty. He's like, oh man, you want some Pedialyte? And he pulled out this giant tub <laughs> from all these Pedialyte. I said, here, man, take one. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And then I every like that. two months, I hear about Pedialyte. It's yeah. amazing that stuff doesn't, no one sponsors, you know, they've never sponsored anyone or anything because it's like the go to thing, but there's just nothing. It's full sugar and you can try like liquid IV and you can do these other ones. But I don't know what it is, but none of them work for me as well as Pedialyte. Like, maybe it's wow. the sugar gets Pedialyte. me going in the car. Hit us up. Well, it's it's just that there's you know, there's a sugar in it compared to the other ones, and I'm guessing that must be like where it must you know give you something to burn, or I don't know what it is, but nothing works like it, and it will it makes you come back like that. Like my my arms were locked like claws for two laps. I drove at the beginning of the race like like a lobster, and that was the hardest thing <laughs> I've ever had. Not gonna lie. First Xfinity race since 2017. Go gr- get the green flag. Lobster arms. Like, like, literally, what's wrong with him? <laughs> I, you say lobster arms, and all I can imagine is just a lobster driving an Xfinity car with his claws. Just all that. <laughs> yeah, like, I found yeah, I found out why they didn't do it. They don't. They don't race. So anyway, guys, those are my yeah, things. That was a quote AJ one thing. 
Yeah, it was uh, my little. They played you on. Instagram. They they played you on uh, on the radio during the the Xfinity broadcast. But you're like, I need Pedialyte. Yeah, so, yeah, really? yeah. They did play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we I didn't hear it. That. Yeah, no because way. that was like one of the stories they followed throughout the race was you doing both races. Which oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't watched the race. Yo. back. That's cool. also in the truck race. Awesome. They made a comparison between. Uh, Vince Welch made a comparison between your truck and Kyle Busch's truck. It was, it was David and Goliath <laughs> is what he said. That's all awesome. funny. Love it. And, you, and he said you were Goliath and, and Kyle Busch. That was the twist. <laughs> I was talking to Kyle before the race and driver intros before the truck race. And I was like, it was my hundredth truck start. And I was like, Kyle, do you know what I was thinking about when I was, was I was doing this thing about my hundredth truck start? It's my hundredth start in trucks you've won over a hundred Xfinity races. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you haven't, you've won more races than I've done in trucks. I was like, and I've been at this for 12 years. So <laughs> I was like, you're insane. And it was pretty funny, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations Bowman. on 100 yeah. starts. That was uh that's an exciting thing. You've got two track wins with a hundred starts. That's a, um, let me do my, that's a 2% win rate. That's pretty darn good. Yep. Um, I was hoping to have 3%. So, well, yeah. you know, we, you got to bump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. So they are. Um, should we yeah. talk about the, uh, should you talk about the other stuff that happened in that race or in the, both I, those races? I just want to, what about Brad Perez? I'm actually really yeah, cool. excited. I, yeah, it's funny. I, for those of you who don't know, Brad Perez is one of the hardest working people I've seen. He is just trying to make his way through the races. He's done one Arca start at Watkins Glen, had an unfortunate result where his drivetrain broke. Um, and then he got the opportunity to race a truck series or in, in a truck series race just randomly. And he incredibly nice, super well deserving and managed to get a top 20 out of it. So Boom. awesome. Proud of you, Brad. Shout out. Um, did he beat me? What else happened? He did. Yeah, I, I think he beat you. Uh, he also got Where interviewed. Uh, 19th? What did I say? No, I finished, I 19th. finished 19th. Okay. No, uh, let's find out. Um, but he did get interviewed on the broadcast, and he it was pretty funny. He was like, why are you guys interviewing me? I'm I in last. That. Yes. Yeah. So. They were like, you're not in last, buddy. I <laughs> <laughs> um, love that. Alex Bowman and Stuart Friesen uh, made absolute sends at the same time and uh, yeah. completely just shadow realmed Kyle Bush almost. Shadow realm. I thought that was like pretty you funny. You just went into a shadow realm. You just went super dark. Yeah, you're, you're you're it, gone. It's a it's a sim racing uh, sim racing. <laughs> no, joke. We, we were saying your your screen went dark. So you oh, yeah, just I'm trying to look up the stupid results of this dang race and I can't find it. <laughs> Xfinity wise, Almeninger had everyone covered by bajillion. And the best part is he turned to me before the race. He said, man, I don't know. I'm not driving well. This car's terrible. And I always know whenever he says that, and it's like a road course, lock him in for the win. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever he's like, this car's terrible. I'm terrible. I'm washed up. You know, rah, rah, rah. It's like lock him in. So good for him. That was cool to see. Um, Let's talk cup race. Thought that was, I was really curious to see how this damn uh, next-gen car was going to do in the road courses being designed for that, that sort of thing. And I think it lived up to being super cool. I'll tell you this, being at the track, listing those cars Saturday morning, go qualify and, and um, you know, practice qualify. I didn't get to watch any practice qualifying, but I just heard them. 
they sounded so cool compared to like a normal stock car where they like they sound like they sound like a proper road course car going around there but bigger and scarier so i was like all right i'm in lock me in this is gonna be awesome i you know it's funny you say that there was a moment during the cup race or it was it was like cup qualifying or something like that i was watching it and i was in the other room and i just was listening to the sound and i i turned and i i told somebody i was like that sounds awesome i wish i was there in person it was the first time i had ever commented on the sound of the cup car ever uh in probably history i was like yeah those sound mean at the initial start of the race i was thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. so carry another really another really cool part was uh i think is it turn 11 is that after that big long straightaway so turn 11 turn 12 turn 12 uh, turn 12, there's a camera facing straight down the straightaway. So you could see when they break, you could see the fire coming out of both uh, mm-hmm. tailpipes or uh, exhaust pipes. And I thought that was really sick. Yeah, yeah I've, I've, seen, seen that before. I've seen that a couple of times. Um, and it was, it's just so cool. I These these next-gen cars, I don't think I've ever been impressed by internet. I mean, both F1 and NASCAR pulled off something incredible with this new generation of cars. They're yeah, both after... way more racy. I it I don't know how they've both managed to do it at the same time, but we are really living at a peak of motorsports. So yeah, that's yeah. funny. After you multiple that... generations of, uh, eh, we, yeah, we got mm-hmm. some pretty sick stuff. You know, finally figured it out. And funny enough, they both use underbody aero. So kind of yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. kind of spec, kind of, but not yeah, really at the same spec-ish. time ish mm-hmm. well, one yeah. spec one is speckish yeah speckish yeah one spec and you know depending on what kind of rules you can get around the other one is mm-hmm. uh, you better not mess with this or you're gonna find a hundred thousand dollars or your shadow did realm. we talk did did we talk I think we did so in the last week brad kislowski got penalized for a Roush Fenway an l2 penalty and so it's not an l3 like we had predicted about but um four races that's all it took for somebody to get a major penalty 100 points um 10 playoff points i think penalty yet we still don't know what the deal what it was it sounds like it may have been a body part that was uh maybe fixed but then i spoke to some people in the garage who were questioning it because they said hey look i think because of the part shortage we've been allowed to repair some of these body parts so that could be the issue um this was a prominent winning crew chief this year that I was talking to about this. Um, and another team who was asking me if I knew what the part was, I was like, I don't know if you don't know, I don't know. And then, um, I, uh, I think there's some been discussions if it, maybe it was a supplier issue. So there's, there's a lot, this is not over. It sounds like, so stay tuned. I don't know if there's really much more April to go into. Other than, yeah. Just, is the we'll appeal see. date. We'll see where this goes. So, um, but very interesting you know what's going on there and a lot of questions in the sport right now about what that is and what is happening and where this goes and what sort of precedent it sets. So we'll see. It, it, it resulted in him being 34th in the points uh, instead of where he was previously, which was pretty high up there. Um, he was performing fairly well. Uh, yeah. This is, so he's got an uphill battle to climb. If everything stands as is uh, it could get worse. The appeals panel can make the penalty worse, so it's not necessarily all uphill for 
uh, Kislowski Fenway, uh, whatever that organization's called. Um, yeah. We, we really do <laughs> our homework on names. Roush Fenway Kislowski, RFK uh, Racing. Yeah, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't remember the names of cheaters around here. Yeah, <laughs> I have blocked that out of my brain. I don't and, need that. And, like that uh, cheaters. I don't need that sort of negativity in my life. Cheaters we go? and separate eNASCAR teams that we're competing against. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, don't like them. Um, guys, further into the Cup race, um, just overall great racing, awesome to watch. But let's just yes. fast forward to the end. An absolutely epic duel between Ross Chastain, AJ Allmendinger, Alex Bowman. Last few corners of the of the track, it was awesome. But I'm gonna say this: Ross did his best to give this away during the braking zone to turn 12, where AJ made up a half a second in braking yeah. down there. That was insane. And I know. Ross probably broke a little early thinking last lap, just got to make it to the corner. But Jeff Burton yeah, said it really it. well. He's like, you can't do that. It got, you know, you're trying to win cup races. You got to be perfect. Now that he's won one, the first one's the hardest. It's always easier from here. He won't make that mistake twice, but that opened up that absolutely epic duel where AJ was getting, able to get to his bumper, gave him a little bump. Then they went down to turn 19. Bowman actually got maybe beside both of them. And uh, Ross gave AJ the bumper again um, after he did through 18 a little bit and sent AJ into Alex Bowman. Ross takes the into win. Into the shadow realm. Into the shadow realm. Ross takes the win, his first career win. It was epic, awesome, very happy for Justin Marks and Trackhouse, and I know how much he's put into that. But it opened up the whole discussion of uh, what's fair and what's not. I'm going to say completely fair. That is stock yep. car racing. Absolutely. That is NASCAR racing. This is uh, this you, is what the fifty thousand plus people that were there in attendance, which actually looked great. I thought the great the attendance looked awesome. By the way, just put it out there. It's not bad. It sounds like we're going back because the attendance was so good. So um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I agree. I one hundred percent agree with you. Um, uh, I should say I'm a massive Ross Chastain fan. Uh, I got the shirts. I got everything. I've been a f- We've been a fan of his for since 2017. We were going to sponsor him for a couple of races uh, back before we were part of all of all the NASCAR stuff. Um, and I'm just so excited that he finally got that win. And to do it in that way is there's no more way than a Ross way than to get that win that way. He I think he's an aggressive driver. I've likened him to the way he to to Dale Earnhardt in some ways because of the way that he is very aggressive and is not afraid to use his bumper to make a point or to get somebody out of the way. And I think it's going to be exciting to watch him continue to get uh, wins. He is now a triple threat driver getting wins in both or in all of truck Xfinity and cup. So uh, he knows how to get done everywhere. So I think it's a very exciting race. uh, Very enjoyable uh aj gave ross a very you know give him a little you know like uh like a you know i could lap a second quicker you know but you, you're kind of in my way and i want to be nice about it uh and then ross sent him into the shadow realm which totally fine <laughs> i'm cool with it that's racing that's how it works i think aj would have had a better chance if he went into a gt sport lobby 
and was leading the race going in the final corner, he, there's probably less of a chance of him getting sent into the shadow realm. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and, and, and if Ross Chastain's behind him. Did, do you think that Ross knew that Alex Bowman was there? I don't think I don't think Ross knew where he was at. I think Ross saw I think Ross saw red and he was like yeah, and he just red. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's I mean that's half his color. It's green and red. So Ross could have been, Ross could have been Martinsville for all he knew. Keep it going I for mean, it. Which I have no, no problem with. I'm yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying. That's you got to get wins. That's how you get get wins. You don't uh the days that you finish second because you're not willing to move somebody out of the way is not the day people remember you for. So Yeah, I think AJ uh there was a Martinsville race on iRacing where I completely clobbered a dude <laughs> and won the race that way. And to be honest, out of all my wins on iRacing, that's one I'll never forget. <laughs> it, 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 I, I love his victory celebration, though. I think the, the whole watermelon thing is one of the best celebrations out there. Uh, I put it up there with the flag plant of Parker Kligerman. I think those are my two yeah, favorites. Yeah. So. That's Austin Cindric stole. Yeah. Oh. Out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I, I think there is there's a third up there, Carl Edwards' backflip. I think those yeah. are all well, you know, those are the that. best ones. Does he? Yeah, we almost saw it Saturday. Yeah, nope. so that one dude. You, you weren't gonna see it. <laughs> I made sure you weren't gonna see it. <laughs> you weren't gonna see it because he was running with me. And you definitely weren't going to see it because I made sure of it. So <laughs> you made sure Guys, he wasn't running. Parker was like say, no more backflips. I just want to say I watched a, that race. I watched this next gen car road course, and I got to drive one now. I got to I got to drive one. Same. I got I to do it. I didn't think I had. I, I also got to drive one. And uh, no, I got to drive one. I got to do it because they look so awesome. They look so much fun to drive on road course. I got to do it. So let's leave NASCAR behind. Um, I think this is a perfect time to head into virtual NASCAR land where we actually have a special guest joining us here from the eNASCAR realm as we head into Richmond tonight, recording this on a Tuesday. You're listening to this most likely on a Wednesday or Thursday, uh, but the eNASCAR is in Richmond. Our cars are racing, and we have an awesome guest joining us, Josh. Yeah, uh, Blake McCandless is going to be joining us, so why don't we go ahead and send it on over to uh, to Blake and the rest of the squad. Completely ignore the changing of light and how it, it is lighter in that video than it is right now. Uh, this happened. This is happening. We're bringing him in right now. Oh, there's Blake. Hey, Blake. And then that's when it cuts. Yeah. Welcome to our eNASCAR section, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm Blake McCallis. I'm the uh, color commentator for the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. And uh, right before this recording, you're probably listening to it after, but we are ready to go uh, for Richmond tonight, which is one of my favorite tracks, and it should uh, be a lot of fun. Hopefully. Do you think it will turn into, what was it, last year or 2020? It was 2020 when it was a complete and utter, like, 85 million cautions at Richmond? Yeah. Um, last year, it was a lot cleaner. Um, yeah. I, and to be honest with you guys, uh, I think tonight is going to... It, you at eRacer are kind of familiar with this, but I think there's going to be a lot of wrecks tonight, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it, the car is really sketchy off turn two, off turn four. So uh, good luck to Colin and Derek because they they uh, they definitely need it after the last couple of weeks, that's for sure. AJ, yeah. uh, more wreck content for our Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's not ideal. If you're but... in it, if you're in it. 
<laughs> or if we avoid it, it's also content. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Content, if we're not in it, too, we can just make fun of the teams that were in it. So no. basically, no matter what, we have content. Uh-huh. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we are a content powerhouse. Yeah. I um, like it. Hey, Park. Well. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, we've only finished one of our entries. Uh, five out of our six entries have wrecked out over the, the year. So, no, I know that I've, I've been watching and uh, Landon, you know, will be like, and hey, we're started and, and we're wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been very poor expensive Derek as a team. Con, very Der- poor Derek and Colin. They've been putting their heart and soul into it, haven't been able to get the results that they wanted. But I'm feeling a strong push here starting at Richmond, right? Feeling, you know, short tracks. Uh, that's more of our wheelhouse of of retroness, even though we're not a retro team at all. Um, pretty much progressive. What does that even mean? I'm getting a call here for <laughs> twice now from the same company or the same place. So it's this people really want to get a hold of me, whoever this is. Um, it's our sponsor. Yeah, it's our sponsor right now. They <laughs> did this thing. Uh, Blake, I have a question for you though. One of the things I find interesting, and I want your opinion on this because I think you have a great vantage point for it. So. You know, we like to say on the internet that like, hey, you know, the next gen car in iRacing is now going to Richmond. And you mentioned the what it, they're struggling with in the eNASCAR. Do you feel yeah. like you've seen any correlation between what you're seeing in eNASCAR to what we see in real life? And can fans watch this and be like, yes, that's actually what I saw on iRacing and it correlated to real life? So uh, I'm going to have to say yes on this, and, and I'm doing this as a, a broadcaster and a driver, a consumer, a customer on iRacing. I, I've been shocked at the parallels between how the racing looks on Sunday and how the racing has looked in the Coke Series. I mean, if you go back to Daytona, because everybody, Daytona was a total unknown for the Cup Series and for everybody there, you didn't really get a great vantage point of the duels, but the Coke Series race that Tuesday night looked almost verbatim like the Daytona 500 five days later, just how the lanes worked, where you could go, how the draft worked and everything. Um, Vegas was really, really close. I think, uh, again, we're kind of seeing in the Coke series, the even performance makes it um, a little closer. Uh, But the way the draft works, particularly, I think, with the aero package they have now, the air bubble, the side draft and everything, it's been really, really close. And, of course, the same things that, you know, you guys struggle with on the real side uh, of things that on corner exit, the car snaps, you lose all the, the downforce from the diffuser and it snaps. I mean, that that's something I remember when I was spotting uh, James Davison uh, for the pro invitational series at the Chicago street course. That was something that, I mean, he's Australian, so he was much more colorful than I'm putting it now, but he was not very happy with that. Neither were any of the drivers are like, Oh, nothing drives like this, this is terrible. Nothing. This isn't accurate at all. And then, we fast forward eight, nine months to where they start testing and all the same problems they were having there showed up in the real world. So I've, I've honestly yeah. been surprised at how much there's been a little bit of a crossover uh, between how it's driven on Tuesdays and how it's driven on Sundays. It's cool. I like it. I, like, I hope we see that. I, uh, I'll be interested. I mean, this is, I think this car on short tracks is going to be one of the more interesting things. You know, Phoenix wasn't as different as I thought it'd be with the, maybe the available shifting that there could, you know, could happen. But I mean, Richmond, man, it could be way different. Just the way you hook up the left rear, you know, when we traditionally think of Richmond and myself, like driving it, it's like, 
you know, you're, you have that solid rear axle in a stock car that you're trying to hook up left rear drive in it. And now you have the ability to have the different, you know, sides of the rear, you know, maybe doing different things. And so it's just, I find it very interesting that, um, you know, this could change short track racing a little bit. And then you have those bodies that allow you to hit a ton. So this could be interesting. And you got big brakes. You could break, break later. So this can be, I, I think this would be very fun to watch. Also, you can downshift, which I don't know if you would do that there, but it's going to be, I, I'm interested to see sort of what correlates, what doesn't. So, yeah, I think as far as shifting is concerned. So I ran a couple of test races with these guys because that's my best broadcasting prep is I get to go out and run, you know, the A opens before the night of the Coke series. They're actually running in fourth gear. They found, mm. I, I guess, just whatever gear ratios they have. They're not really getting to unless you're running high off of turn four where maybe you get into fifth gear at the end of the straightaway and into turn one. But otherwise, it's pretty much just straight fourth gear, which I find really interesting because you're running really high on the RPMs into turn one. Uh, so I, I would I wouldn't be shocked if overheating becomes an issue. If you get a little bit of front end damage, there's no tape on these things. So if you start overheating, there's almost nothing to really combat that. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be cool. And then how these cars really like speed in the center of the corner is a little bit different than the other cars. Um, like you say, you could break a lot deeper. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, kind of the parallels, but I've been, it, it's been really close from what I've seen so far. Hmm. I have, I have some late breaking news. Uh, one of the owners of Eraser has come out and made a declaration about tonight's eNASCAR race. Landon Castle has tweeted and said, if one of my eRacer drivers wins tonight at the Richmond race on the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, I will ask Chris Rice about putting them in my 10 car for a race. So. <laughs> I I like the, the accountability is amazing. I will ask Chris Rice about putting them in the 10 car for a race. <laughs> Hey, I asked that Chris Rice. Awesome. He said no. <laughs> Preview of that conversation. Although Chris seems like an awesome guy, I think he he he'd say no, but in a very polite way, uh, I guess. Yeah, no, he he just he would be like hell no, <laughs> yeah. with a smile. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so who is who has for those that have not been watching the NASCAR? Um, who has been the dominant force this year? Who's proving to be the ones to beat? Is it the same old uh, Keegan Leahy, you know, the RS driver show? Or are we seeing a changing of the guard type with the new car? What are you seeing? Uh, so what I've seen so far is the veterans, the guys that have been around since when you had a black stripe, Parker, all the way back in the day, trying to make the Coke series or as back then it was the, the Drivers World Championship. Uh, guys like Michael Conti, who's been around for a really long time, Nick Ottinger, uh, even seen some bursts out of Ray Alfala able to come through the field. So the guys who came around in that era of like high horsepower, low downforce, and really having to wheel the cars, those have been the guys, particularly uh, Conti, I think has been the strongest one so far this year in terms of speed. Got taken out last week in that uh, lap car wreck that you guys also got taken out in. But uh, yep. I got to speak with him at the uh, the Monday Night Racing Championship in Charlotte uh, just a little bit after the season started, and he was he was really excited. He's like, I think I have a great understanding of this car. This is my chance where I feel like my hands have been tied behind my back for one or two years. This is my chance to shine, and uh, he's lived up to, to everything that I've seen so far. Went out and won at Vegas and uh, has been really, really strong, uh, even when he hasn't 
hasn't ended up in victory lane. He's been really, really strong. Love it. AJ, but, so, bef- well, before we let, I want, I want to get something out here because this happens. We, we play this. I've seen this game played. Maybe I haven't played this game, but maybe I've, heard, I've seen it played once or twice for broadcasters. AJ, we need a word to give Blake that he has to work into to the sneak broadcast in? as many yes. times as possible. <laughs> Here tonight, as many times as we possible. Well, yeah, just and then you will will take them and be like, by the way, we had we told them to use this word, so we need a word. Okay. Think about it first. Hmm. Um, just put it out there. Don't it has to be a funny word or any word. Can we right, let AJ think? So Parker, how often does this happen on the NBC side? How often do you guys do this? Like every show or? <laughs> no, I've seen it done. I've seen it. Uh, well, you know, baby shows it. I, uh, some of the care, some of the characters are different. Uh, some real characters are on the TV. I've seen this, I've seen this game be played. And if you watch, if you know who you're, you know, if you've, if you're watching a show and you know, these certain people, you can catch it sometimes because it's so obvious, but I've always found it to be a hilarious game to play with broadcasters and see what they can sort of work it in. That's awesome. I, I, I want to I want to loop back before give AJ a little bit more time. You were mentioning Nick Ottinger and he was doing something that we at Eraser are very familiar with and that is getting the pole. He has gotten the pole in the Carnomaly 500 and the Firecracker 400 both times. He's the only person that's taken on the last of first challenge and it seems like he just knows how to go fast over the course of one lap and he's still on the streak, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's won all three first three races of the year. He's won the pole every single race. Is he the modern, the same equivalent of the rocket man, Ryan Newman back in the early 2000s? I would say yes. He, well, and I, and I think the biggest thing with those guys and especially Nick, he just prepares. Uh, so I, I'll kind of give away his secret here. Cause I don't think it was a secret anymore. So, um, when I ran, a open at Atlanta to test and kind of prepare for those guys, get some notes for the broadcast. I qualified on the high side at Atlanta. I was one of two people, two other Coke drivers that qualified on the high side. And Ottinger was first, Busa, other driver who ran the high side was second. And then I was third. So that tells you right there. That's all, that's all prep work. That's all preparation and, and finding everything and making those guys do, do a tremendous job of that. That's awesome. I love that. You guys got to take, I know it's you guys don't normally broadcast qualifying, but you should. If he goes for another, you should take them and act like you are live broadcasting them and do a whole split reel, like it's like back in the day single car qualifying. That'd be fun. I, I will try to uh, because yeah. usually countdown to greens going on during qualifying, but I will try to uh, I will try to get it in there if if they let me on the air. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, before we let you go. Uh, because you got to go broadcast this thing. So we yeah. uh, we look forward to listening to you, and thanks for joining us here and giving us a little insight in NASCAR. AJ, what is the word that Blake is going okay. to have to try to work in? You guys didn't answer me earlier, and then he kept talking. Does it have to be a funny word or any word? It can be any word. It can be any word. Okay, grip. As long as it's appropriate, of course. Grip. Can't be yeah. Grip? Wait, grip. which word? Grip? Well, I mean, that's G-R-I-P. Oh, that's easy to fit in. <laughs> no, yeah, you fit in everywhere. That's the beauty nah, of it. Nah. Uh, no, it's lacking rear grip, guys. You got to come up with what something about, like, like simply said any word or porpoising. Yeah. No, or, simple. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because it's like hard. You got to think about when you're going to work it in. You could put sandwich. G-L. That would be sandwich. I thought we were going to 
I thought the fun was that he's going to be saying this word every two minutes, not that he has to no. struggle to find where to fit this no, word. No, no. He's going to say that every... If he says it once, it's funny, but you got to have it where it's like, it's a word that you have to think about working in for a second. You know? Yeah. Okay. 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 Like, theoretical bend. would be a fun word. Bend. <laughs> bend. 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 Okay. We're going with bend. B E N D. B E N D. B E N D. So bend or now does bent count? Because you sure. know there's past mm. and okay. So bend. No, 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 that doesn't count. Actually, no. No, no, no. Bend. It has to be bend. Has to be bend. Yeah. If you, okay. bump, I don't know if you want to talk about how somebody if you want to talk about how somebody's bumpers bent, you gotta figure out how to say bend. Okay, so bend, <laughs> not bent, bend. I got gotcha. you. So bend. yeah. All right. All right. That's your duty. You have to try and work. You don't have to work it in. It's not an amount of times. It's just at the right times that you work it in. That's yes. part of the game. Yeah. It has to be like yeah, seamless. The only people that know are us. And it, because you're like, damn, he worked that in so well. What a pro. Well, that and the people who this broadcast already happened and they're going to go back and be like, oh, my gosh, now I have to rewatch the whole race to see how yes. many times he said it. <laughs> we're, so. getting I, we're getting an iRacing more views. Yeah. Well, 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 that's a that's. Blake, that's a great transition. Where can they watch it after the fact? All right. So after the fact, uh, you can go to enascar.com slash live, or if you want to watch a replay of it, uh, there will be a replay of it on iRacing YouTube. I believe NASCAR has it on YouTube as well. Or you can go on twitch.tv slash iRacing, and uh, you can see a full full review of it. Awesome. Boom. Boom. Thanks for joining us, bud. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Have fun. Thanks. AJ, on the count of three, one, two, three. Thanks, Blake. Blake. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're doing okay. <laughs> okay. 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 On the count of three. Oh my gosh. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks Blake. Blake. <laughs> I'm just gonna do it the first time. Okay, yeah, let's, do let's do it like normal. Let's do it like normal. <laughs> we'll just restart. We'll just we'll just clear all this. We'll just do a whole new podcast. All right. All right. All right. Um, Welcome everybody to the Eraser Podcast. I'm your host Parker Kligerman. Okay, let's. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Parker, you got your news. I didn't. I didn't I get got any news. news either. Actually, I, I, I did have news. news, but you took it. I got two pieces of news. All right, let's do the news. There we go. Okay, Josh, lead the way. All right, my first piece of news. Um, following uh, Circuit of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas has made an announcement that they are going to be introducing a theme park as part of their offerings on site. They're going to be introducing, I think it was 30 rides uh, to try and add more of a, um, they were going to try and make it a destination for more than just racing, which makes sense. You have all that land. I uh, might as well put some of it to use and try and make revenue off of it year round. Um, but it is, uh, I'm actually really excited. I'm a big theme park fan, and knowing that when I go there for F1, I can also enjoy a theme park experience. Uh, yeah, with 400,000 other people. That sounds awesome and not like it's going to be awful whatsoever. So, <laughs> but you're, you're around that there, man. I got a yeah, lot of land, but they got, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do traffic and all that stuff. It's, it's, it was actually fine for NASCAR this weekend, but I, I heard um, the airport was awful though. That the airport Monday morning was insane. Insane. Um, yeah, there was 8,200 people through before 8 a.m. or something, which was nuts. Some crazy number stat like that. So, 
the airport was insane. They got to build that out. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that facility, it's a really pretty facility. I've seen none of it. Um, I've now been there twice in two years and I have not ever left the uh, pit road area except for when I'm on track. So, or the garage area. So I've never walked around it. I've walked the track actually. Sorry, I've walked the track twice. I've never actually gone out and about and seen the other areas though. So um, I'd love to next time, you know, check that out. I love that place. So I, I, I was pretty crude and mean about Coda when it first was built in terms of design and being sort of a tilt drone. But the facility is great. It's fun to race in NASCAR. Um, and I hope it's on the NASCAR schedule for a long time. Austin, though, I will say this. If it wasn't in Austin, Texas, it wouldn't be that cool. Austin is just one of the coolest cities in the United States. And it's a lot of fun. All right. That's what I, I keep hearing. I thought you were going the other way with that. I, I thought you were going to say, if it wasn't in Austin, it would be so much better if it was in Miami. I thought that's no. where you were going to no, take no, it. No, so, no. No. Next piece that's, of news? That, my, my next piece of news... Um, I actually found this. There is a new form of motorsport coming out around the corner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, uh, the e-scooter championship. And if you're wondering what the e-scooter championship is, I, if you've ever been in a city and you've tried to rent a lift, uh, scooter or like a bird scooter lime. or something like lime, it's just like that. But now they're racing them around the world. Their their calendar has been announced. They're doing it in six different countries, um, including the United States and the UK and a couple of others. Uh, I don't I don't have that off the top of my head, but they have thirty riders competing in it, and they look like they're racing on go kart sized tracks. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. I I hope they are able to make them a little bit faster. They look a little slow right now, but it is uh, it's exciting. And I've already asked AJ and he has confirmed that he is going to be our e-scooter championship analyst and expert. So he's going to watch every. <laughs> I'm going to be the Larry Mack. I'm going to be the Larry yeah. Mack of these damn scooters. Of the well, well, AJ, 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 are they going to go with two tires or four tires? Four. Four? On One. a two-tire vehicle. I love yes. it. <laughs> Yep, he knows his stuff, guys. He knows his stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Uh, I, you know, Lucas DeGrasse, the former E champ and racer, he's a big part of that. I think he's an investor or founder of that deal. So that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I don't really have any other comments. We'll see. I I'm excited. I yeah. I think it's just I got to get over the the way it looks because it looks like. It looks like my DoorDash driver has it, it's like the when NASCAR was founded, we were moving uh, or we were smuggling around alcohol and all that during prohibition. Now it looks like my DoorDash driver is recreating that with his scooter <laughs> um, <laughs> and making a scooter racing series. So I. Uh, you know yeah. And the, you mentioned the scooters thing in Austin. It is like a plague on that city, the scooters. And now they have these ones that you sit on too that are like little moped ones you can rent. They, every time they've opened it up. And it's like they're everywhere, every sidewalk, every corner. There's just it's like a it's like and you know, there's cities that have said no to this because of that 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 very reason. So it's a very interesting time for that whole deal. Plus, I don't think any of those companies make money. They're all just burning money like crazy. So we'll see, mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if they survive. You know, or where they end up, they're hoping to get bought by some conglomerate like an Uber or Lyft or something. But 
it's uh, it's an interesting time for what they call the last mile, right? Which is the idea of like when you're not in your car, how do you get to your house or your grocery store in that last mile that mm-hmm. isn't just walking? Um, and now we're racing them. So that's the genesis of motorsport, though, as you put it. So let's see. We'll see. Yeah. I think so it should you, be those you, shoes that have like the wheels on them. Yeah. Wheelie, Heelys. Oh, Heelys. 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 And they still oh make them. I didn't know that. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ, yeah. what's your news? Uh, so real quick, just oh, oh. Hold, hold on, sorry. Uh, May thirteenth wow. and fourteenth is the first uh, round for the e-scooter championship, and it will be in the United Kingdom. So be sure to if check. Anyone it out. watches it? Let e-scooter us know. championship. <laughs> uh, AJ, I'm excited to see it. what kind of power unit Razor brings. Um, I know that I know that Mongoose is pretty known for their power unit. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, I don't have any news. <laughs> that was the greatest. <laughs> What's so funny about that? There's a way you got to. I was, yeah, Sharper Image is making a real play here in the Scooter World Championship, by the way. <laughs> the Sharper Image magazine. <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, good. Man, that's All right. Funny. I'll give it a mic. Uh, the, unna- the unnamed Walmart brand, uh, saying at the back here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um all right so just a couple things out there um i saw ferrari talking about the f1 budget cap that they're a little worried with damage uh if that you know what sort of things may happen in the development war that they're in against uh red bull so that's kind of interesting check it out not real any concrete thing other than it's just being discussed that also one of the most the biggest things with the budget cap that's now 135 million is that obviously inflation is going through the roof that oil you know oil prices are through the roof so transportation costs are higher and so they're like we literally didn't you know put any provisions for 10% inflation or more so it's like wait a second how does this work um so that's a really interesting economic thing that they're going to have to work through in formula 1 which i uh, i'm excited to see happen and then guys poor Mick Schumacher and Haas um they basically said that crash at Jetta cost them around a million dollars in crash damage, which is a wild uh, number. So, yeah, it's a little bit F1 news, but pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll hear about the Las Vegas GP here coming up soon, probably in the next day or two. Um, sounds like it's all go, and I always knew it was a go, but sounds like it's all going to be actually go. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. So. Guys, I actually have to jump off this podcast now. So, yeah, let's this end has it. been a wonderful time. Okay. Well, you made yeah, it 15 we'll episodes. We'll see you guys all. Uh, we'll see, yeah, we'll we'll see you uh, for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe. Comment. Okay. I'll send yeah. a voice memo in if you disagree with us on anything. Yeah, honestly, we want to hear from scooter, you guys. Which scooter do you think is going to yep. win the e-scooter world championship? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna yeah. Let's hear that. So controversial. <laughs>